Welcome to another episode of Just Cuz, the podcast where two cousins talk about things they love. Just Cuz, and today we are having our long-awaited, highly anticipated episode on the Percy Jackson series. Oh my goodness. Finally. It's finally uh, here. <laughs> we've been we've been waiting so long and then we had a holiday break and and now we're just getting into it and I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so as of recording this, the first 4 episodes have come out mm. for the Percy Jackson and the Olympians TV show. It's so, still so surreal saying that. Um, so this can be part one of the review? I, yes. Is there eight? Well, I'm not sure. I think there's eight. There's either eight or six. Hmm. There's not ten. Definitely not ten. Maybe. So this could Maybe either be perfect not. for a part one of a review or not. But either way, this is part one of our Percy Jackson review. Because we have yes. seen four episodes be. now. We just got mm-hmm. done watching the fourth. Sasha, like literally just now. <laughs> Sasha, what did you think of this series? Oh my god. Okay. I can't even I can't even <laughs> describe it in just one sentence. Like I have to it's too much. I have too many thoughts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so starting off, the first two episodes dropped at the same time. So let's just talk about them mm-hmm. as one. Um I loved it. It was perfect. <laughs> It was perfect. It was um, a an incredibly accurate portrayal of the beginning of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Lightning Thief. Um, you know, that book has been adapted in many mediums um, <laughs> as a, uh, a, a film that nobody wants to talk mm. about and a stage musical that is frankly amazing. It's really good. Never heard um, of it, but I, I've only what? seen the film adaptation, so I, I've only seen bad adaptations You've of this. You've never heard of the Lightning Thief musical? No. Oh my gosh. I, I knew you haven't watched it, but not even heard of it. Wow. Okay. We're going to have to <laughs> I'm not that, in the you, stage musical you, world. Yeah, I still I like, like musicals, but don't like musicals <laughs> from our last episode. I showed you some great musicals, and you like didn't like them. Whatever. <laughs> now we're not getting into that. Um, <laughs> but the the Percy Jackson musical, there are a lot of people that have been online saying that um, the success of the musical it was a huge success, and it was just touring last year all over the country, and uh, or last year or two years ago, something like that. Um, and part of the um, interest in getting a show made now has a lot to do with the popularity that was reignited by The Lightning Thief, the musical. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I've heard people saying. But if it is, that is a very interesting hmm. uh, thing to me. I know behind the scenes, I think Rick Riordan was a part of the movie, but he very clearly had his name almost taken out of it entirely. And then this well, he wasn't he wasn't a part of the movie. He sold them the rights and then he thought he was going to be a part of it. And they sent him like the the first few scripts that they were going to do. And he was like, no, change all this. <laughs> like he 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 made a bunch of sent a bunch of emails to him that he made public a few years ago. And he was like, no change all of this this sucks um and then they were like no fuck you (laughs) so he was like okay i'm not gonna see it and i'm gonna tell my fans that 
I don't like this movie. That I'm not going to see this movie. Uh, but yeah, he not is that I don't like it. That I'm not going to see it. Not just for the marketing. He's front and center for all of this show. He's even in oh, the yeah. first episode, which is so much in fun. In the first episode? Yeah. Where was he? Okay, so what? with the uh, when Percy and Grover go to see the principal, the person on the left uh-huh. is Rick Riordan. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> I knew that he, there's a statue in Medusa's garden of him oh is there i didn't know that (laughs) oh my goodness but i didn't know (laughs) but i didn't know that he was in the principal scene that's great Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean just anyway okay yeah the fact that he is so front and center in the marketing of this show Mm -hmm. depicts how good it is because i love this show too how faithful it is Mm -hmm. to the books um i think I, I, and I have a lot more to say about yeah. that, but I think we should get into the first episode. I don't think we need to break it down, okay? If you're listening to this, stop mm-hmm. and haven't seen it, stop and go watch the Percy Jackson show yeah. or stop listening. I don't care. Um, but <laughs> I mean, we spoil um, everything, but this show especially, go watch it. It's spectacular. Yeah. The first two episodes, they're so, they're so uh, accurate to the book that... Mm-hmm. It is, um, it's not really worth going into it scene by scene, everything that happened. It is the light, the beginning of the lightning thief. And that is, uh, it was very fun to see. And what I'm about to say next might seem like I'm saying something negative, but I'm not. Um, but it seemed like the first two episodes were sort of lulling us into a, quote-unquote false sense of security because episode three comes (laughs) along and then they start changing things and adaptations okay adaptations are tricky because you want to please the the fans of the original material in this case the book and you want to uh draw in new audiences and you want to update it for the medium and for the times and so they're tricky there's always going to be someone who is unhappy with Mm, any change yeah that being said i like all the changes (laughs) (laughs) every single Um, one i think i think that the changes are very well thought out knowing the percy jackson world knowing the lightning thief backwards and forwards the changes that are made and we'll get into them definitely because i'm sure you have something to say about (laughs) them so many things yeah, but the changes that are made are ones that update it for the times, update it for the medium uh, that is television, and they, most importantly, they reinforce the thematic uh, through line of the entire Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. And that's really all that matters. It enhances the art. It shows that... 20 years has passed since Rick wrote this book and he didn't stop thinking about it. He has been thinking about it and he has been thinking about (laughs) what would I change if I wrote that today? How could I make this better? How can I update this for stuff that I know now? And I love him for that. (laughs) And I love it. Okay. The exact (laughs) thing that it reminds me of uh, is Invincible, where the exact same writers and the exact same team got to retell this story with a decade or more of hindsight and being able to with your better self that where you've learned so much more about how to tell a story 
circularly where you know where it's going even if you haven't read this story before just by the thematic foreshadowing of everything because there's so much foreshadowing in this show and i love yeah. it mm-hmm. just great. everything about this show is incredible and i was gonna wait to say this but i feel like i don't want to jump the gun but very rarely is there an adaptation that is better than the original work and i think this is one of them oh oh <laughs> again we're, I, we haven't seen all of this first yeah season, yeah but... i'm not comfortable saying that until we see the whole thing but i am and i books are just a different medium yeah the joy of reading the percy jackson books is that you're inside percy's head and percy is a sassy little bitch and he is <laughs> just like this fun guy who's like well this is crazy let me tell you about it and <laughs> and i love that and the show is clearly not that because you can't do that the show no. doesn't take place inside walker scobell's brain right <laughs> so we don't want to narration all the things. time that yeah. wouldn't be fun <laughs> Right. Although no, it, that would the be show, bad. yeah, this show does start with the narration of him saying like, "I didn't want to be a demigod." As soon as he it said that, does. I was like, "No, yeah. no, I'm, I'm sorry." He said, "I didn't want to be a half blood." It's the first line of the book, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He says, "Look, I didn't want to be a half blood." No, it's fine. I have a, I have a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I but I think I finished the book like half a month ago at this point, but I. I've been just shoving down the rest of the Percy Jackson books, as yeah. we'll talk about later. But Yeah, they're great. Okay, mm. so first two episodes go through Percy getting to camp and the Minotaur mm-hmm. and capture the flag and Poseidon claiming Percy and Percy, Annabeth, and Grover being charged with the quest well it ends with the second episode ends with percy being charged with the quest mm-hmm. um the quest to go rescue uh, to to recover zeus's master bolt from hades but really uh, because- it's to save percy's mom that's yes <laughs> percy percy's like i don't care about the bolt i'm going for my mom <laughs> i don't give a shit <laughs> very clear about that which i love <laughs> Um, Some things I did love in these first couple episodes. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. about the scene with the principal, but just the lighting on that, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. that it was, was almost sick. like the three were gods or something, just the way that everything was filmed. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the three fates. And yes. I was like, they're deciding Percy's fate at school. Mm-hmm. And they're the three. Fa- I was like, Rick, you thought about it. You think about everything. <laughs> the cinematography in this was really, really good. There was also yeah. the line with the mom. And she's explaining how she chose his name. And it was the oh, reasoning yeah. brave the storm. And I don't think that's in the that book at all. Really good. That was, no, it's not. That was incredible. But- I have a feeling that it is like from Rick's own like personal why he named Percy that because he's mm. talked about it in interviews before. I don't exactly remember what he mm. said, but um, yeah, yeah, this, really like that explanation. The show, the show in general, very well uh, directed, uh, great cinematography. The acting is great. You know, the kids, mm-hmm. they're kids. They're not yeah. they're not bad actors. There are lots of <laughs> examples of like 
bad children actors and there are kids there some people online would be like yeah they're not they're not as you know as uh what what's the word (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know as uh, um thespians energetic i don't know energetic (laughs) as a uh the book character i'm like yeah they're kids they're kids i don't know i don't know what to tell you i think they play it perfectly because they are children i think it's great and i wouldn't have it any other way I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think they I think they're a great cast and they were cast for a reason. Yeah. Um I think they have good chemistry. The one note I have about the casting because I I have no notes about their acting or anything like that. It's just the fact that Annabeth and Percy, their hair was switched, which honestly <laughs> I, I don't I don't even care about that. I just Yeah, it doesn't have that it note. doesn't matter. We're going to have we're going to have we're going to have the gray streaks in their hair but it's going to be switched. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be fine. great like if no one cares. Mm-hmm. I, and if you do, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> they are Percy, Annabeth, and Grover. As soon as I saw them, I was like, yep. They're so well realized. Yeah. Um, it's No, it's just so much fun to watch them because mm-hmm. I'm watching them and I'm like, oh my God, it's them. <laughs> this is so great. Um, it, it just feels like the book come alive. Like there's no other yeah. way to put it. There were a few things in the first episode. Why... Why didn't we get to see the Minotaur <laughs> very much? Yeah, I like, think that was just hiding the CG because it's But 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 in the most recent episode, the CG was yes. on point. That is true. Okay, we'll we'll get back to it in a minute, but it was really freaking good. And I was like, "Come on. I know, I know it's expensive. I know." Mm-hmm. But you went but there are a few times this happens that, that I've noticed and they it's especially expositional lines that they give to Grover and he goes like he'll say something he'll be like uh or, or I guess this one was Percy but Grover was like that's the Minotaur and then oh no no that was Percy he was like is that the Minotaur and then he's like he's wearing tidy whities and it was like yeah he said that because we can't see him <laughs> because we can't see the Minotaur at all I was um, impressed that they gave the Minotaur the tidy whities was, I love it <laughs> I think <laughs> so it's great. an anime reference the, I'm not no, sure no it's not no it's from it's a book reference it's from the book in the book he was wearing tidy whities no 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 but it, the book in the book, that's an anime reference to oh, something. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea about that. But the first time we do see the Minotaur wearing tidy whities is not in that scene. It's on a Mythomagic card. <laughs> it's on a Mythomagic card that Grover and Percy are playing with. And oh my gosh, when I saw that, did I freak out. I was so excited. Okay. We're, we're being promised... We're being promised things just mm. with that card showing up. They're being like, oh, he's a coming. Your favorite character. My favorite character. <laughs> he's a coming. He's, he's a coming. bringing his pack of Myth and Magic cards. <laughs> he's going to be a real D&D nerd before his life gets ruined. But, you know. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's going to be sad. I'm not ready for season three. We'll get there. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> if this, when this show. I'm not saying if. When this show. Because mm-hmm. I have faith. And the show is so good. It's going to get a second season and it's going to get, it's going to go all the way to I'm five. I'm pretty sure and then, season two is confirmed. Pretty confident. I don't think it is. I looked it up like two days ago. If it, if it was confirmed within those two days, then I am wrong. But I looked it up two days ago and it has not been confirmed yet. Damn but it. they have stated that they have been starting work on the scripts in case they do get picked up. Good. Uh, they better. I want to see should. five seasons. Yeah, which they should. Um, it, there needs to be five seasons, and then they'll f- they gotta figure out something to do with Heroes of Olympus. Yep. I don't know, I don't know how they'll do it, but they got it. Um, 
But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Gosh, if this show gets a season three, we're all going to be crying so much. <laughs> Ugh, that would be the saddest one. <laughs> how could this, this show not get renewed for season two? I mean, I, come on. We need to see. We need to see the Sea of Monsters done right. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, movie. You and- were a freaking train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> we need to see Sea of Monsters done right, so we can see Titan's Curse, so we can see Labyrinth. Finally, <laughs> I need to see Nico. I need to see Nico. This has to happen, okay? <sighs> I need to see Talia. I'm sorry, Thalia. Which. <laughs> Okay, I've known that Rick always called her Thalia, Mm -hmm. but I never did, and nobody else did. Everyone called her Talia. If you say you called her Thalia, you're freaking lying. I'm sorry. (laughs) Everyone called her Talia, and now the show is saying Thalia, and we're all we all have to adjust. (laughs) I don't even remember what I called her as a kid, but I'm pretty sure reading it now, I said Thalia. I have no idea why. But it's because I, I when I was growing up, I knew someone named Talia and she spelled it like that. Really? <laughs> and it was Talia. Yeah, <laughs> I it's not Thalia. OK, just in my head. But you know what? It is Thalia now in the show. <laughs> so we have because to, I have to get the used show to that. is canon. This is real. now. Of course it is. But I have to get used to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? What was I talking about? <laughs> I don't even remember. What? We were talking about season three, but we need to go back to talking yes. about season one. <laughs> season one first. Um, I mean, yeah, the first two episodes loved Grover getting him kicked out and the deep character dynamics with that. Yes, because it was it was playing much more um, like wanting to examine the bond between Percy and Grover, I thought, mm-hmm. and was creating a more dynamic friendship for them because I'm like, this is, this is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, the book, the book is obviously very good, but it doesn't always go super in depth on into the, uh, relationship, like the friendship mm-hmm. relationships. I mean, the only you know? thing we get into is Percy's deep relationships because we're just in Percy's head. Whereas now yeah. we get a, like bird's eye view of everyone. And it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. No, it's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, what was the thing? They sli- Oh, yeah, they slightly changed the uh, capture the flag mm-hmm. scene. Um, and I liked, I really liked that Annabeth pushed Percy <laughs> into the water. <laughs> Instead of Percy just happened to be, happened to fall into some water, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I kept waiting for it because they were fighting next to the beach. And I was like, when's he going to get pushed into the water? <laughs> he could accidentally fall into the water. But no. He he gets Annabeth is like, I know what's going on here and pushes him into the water. And that's so Annabeth. That's great. I loved <laughs> it. Um All of the little nuances of the character is just Yes. Fantastic. Even the moment that I don't know how I think the actor's name is Walker Scobell, but he's such a fantastic martial artist in the fight scenes where oh, yeah. it doesn't look like he's very good at fighting and then as soon as he gets to just near the water he just like kicks it up and even i cannot wait to see some of the fights later 
I mean, no oh, spoilers. Gosh. We might spoil it later, but there's no. One that's a spoiler. I don't care. I don't. The Ares fight. Yeah. We all know. What we're I, I want to see about. the Ares fight so I'm bad. I'm so pumped. Oh my <laughs> god. They've been talking about it in interviews. I've been watching. Yes, I've been watching children doing interviews. Um, <laughs> but um, they were talking about it in uh, one of the interviews or something, and they were saying that was one of their favorite days on set filming yes. the Ares fight. And I was like, yes. oh, yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> I um, want to see it. There was, uh, what was the other thing? There was something else I wanted to mention before we move on. Oh, I mean, oh, there was a little scene with Grover going to talk to the Council of Cloven Elders. We mm-hmm. don't know the name of that yet in the show, but and then he meets a tree nymph. Is that his mom? Are we meeting okay. Grover's mom? Okay, I had a question about her because I had the note mm-hmm. that says, "Does Grover meet Juniper?" Because that no. can't be his girlfriend. No, that can't be his girlfriend. No, that's crazy. No, no, no. Well, because at first no. I was like, is that, are we going to meet Juniper? But then I was like, oh, no, that's a grown-ass woman. Um, yeah. I think because, so satyrs come from, like, cause, because, so they showed it. The only reason that I know this is because of the Heroes of Olympus. Because Coach Hedge has a child with a wood, with a uh, nymph. Mm-hmm. And their child is a satyr because it's a boy. And he said that if it was a girl, it would have been a a nymph. So I'm assuming that that's Grover's mom, that his mom is a a tree nymph and his dad was a satyr. And I mean, obviously we know that his uncle and his dad and all the other satyrs have gone off to try and find Pan uh, and never came back. But I always wondered what happened to Grover's mom. I was like, why don't we ever talk about her? Mm -hmm. Uh, so she maybe this is Grover's exist. mom. Yeah. yeah. It very well could be. I bet you it is. That would is. be sick. That's awesome. Um, I mean, there's also, before we move on, the Mr. Dionysus played by Jason yes. Manzoukas. I, I love Jason Manzoukas in anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I did have my apprehensions when I saw that he was going to be Dionysus. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so fun. And then I was like, wait, he's not going to... He's not gonna play him like crazy, is he? <laughs> like, like a little madness is good because yeah. he's Dionysus, but no, but no he he scales no, it back. I a bit. really liked it. <laughs> I really liked him in it. Um, he had the perfect amount of uh menace <laughs> and hatred for children. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, I just, can help you, just, son. Just fuckery that Dionysus <laughs> is known for it was great um <laughs> he was just perfect yeah the one every time i every time i see him when i like i rewatched the episode a few times and i keep seeing him and i keep thinking of one his line from the musical from his song in the musical where he goes but you shouldn't take relationship advice from me i'm literally the god of alcohol <laughs> <laughs> He's also the god of fertility, so... Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes is sense. He? Is I'm he the god sure. of fertility? I gotta look that up and make I sure. I thought that but... Artemis... I thought Artemis was, like, both the god of maidenhood and fertility. And I was like, that's weird. Isn't that, like, opposed to things? Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I know that Hera is the goddess of marriage... But the, I don't think that includes fertility. It says originally he was, but then later oh, okay. he was just chiefly known as the wine and pleasure guy. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wine madness, hmm. pleasure. Which makes sense. You know, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also have... Um, the I had two final notes, and that's okay. the line "I'm Sally Jackson's son." Walker so kills it. Oh. Love that. Oh, love that. I that also that. reminds me of a bit from the musical when I'm sorry, but I'm referencing <laughs> it. Um, they they're doing like this the camp uh, campfire songs, right? And uh, everyone's singing about how much they hate their godly parent, and. <laughs> And then and then they're like, Percy, give it a try. And it's before he's claimed by Poseidon, so he doesn't know who his dad is. And so he starts singing about he starts singing about his mom. And I was like, Aww. Oh that remind, <laughs> it reminded me of that. It's very good. I love the musical and the show. Okay. What was your last <laughs> note? <laughs> I have a guess as to who's the voice in his dreams, but I am curious okay. as to who that is. I think it's Kronos. <laughs> really? Who do you think you know, it is? I would assume that it was Hades, but Kronos is more likely or just as likely. Well, because H Hades isn't actually the bad. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Hades Spoilers. isn't actually the bad guy of this book. Uh, mm. <laughs> anybody who's read who read the lightning. It came out 20 years ago, mm. guys. It's not actual spoilers. <laughs> I mean, everyone um, knows that the real villain is Voldemort. I mean, Kronos. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I keep thinking it's Kronos. Um, that that makes sense I, to me. I am wondering where the dream is taking place. Why this wasteland, barren, mm -hmm. is desert, it whatever. Tartarus? It doesn't look like Tartarus. Tartarus is know. like... I mean, from the descriptions of Tartarus... <laughs> From the books. Uh, from, Let me push up my nerd from glass. The third um, actually, Heroes in the of books, Olympus, I think. Uh, fourth. Uh, fourth, uh, <laughs> actually. Uh, <laughs> I haven't read them in a while. I got to reread them. Uh, third is Mark of Athena. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's but, the one where sorry. they meet. And then that, yeah, that's the one where Percy falls into. Why know. are you spoiling the whole series? <laughs> I'm re I'm remembering as I'm saying it. Okay. <laughs> and then I looked at you and I was like, I just spoiled that. Oops. <laughs> oh well, who cares? Who cares? If I didn't upset, fully explain it, I was get vague. a life. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm losing my mind. It's happening in real time. Um. So, yeah, I'm wondering what that desert barren land is. Um. And I am also wondering where Percy's prophetic dreams have gone because mm -hmm. in the book he has like he has like <laughs> dreams like of shit that's happening like he um uh, he dreams like of things that are happening in real time like he's yeah. uh watching the earth and the sky fight each other and he's like oh that's zeus and poseidon fighting and i remember in he, one of the books he just straight up dreams that he's seeing the villain talk to his underlings and it's just uh, him actually yeah. seeing it that's this book. That's the first book. <laughs> oh, I was talking about the I, fifth, I think. But does that oh, happen? Oh, I this think that one? happens in. It happens in every book. I think. Yeah, Percy um, always has prophetic dreams, but yeah, it's just something um, that happens he to also, demigods or half. He also, he also have has like flashback dreams, like in Titan's Curse. He he sees mm -hmm. all of Zoe's story yes. in his dreams. Oh my god! <laughs> like, I can't wait to see that. Her whole history, and I'm like, that's sick. Um, <laughs> but. 
yeah i don't know i don't know hopefully we'll get to see more um of the dream world Mm -hmm. uh there's there's one dream towards the end of the lightning thief that i'm looking forward to um so hopefully that one will be included um i'm not even sure which one that could be um it's <laughs> it's the one where he's like in a classroom with talia sorry talia oh. <laughs> um and and then she like yells at him and then he falls into right next to the pit of tartarus and hears someone talking to someone who we yes. assume is chronos <laughs> <laughs> yes now i remember um <laughs> anyway anyway uh loved clarice loved mm-hmm. luke um loved chiron yes um everyone is great oh chris rodriguez is there mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just hanging around Fun Luke. To see him. and i was like the first the first episode i was looking or the second episode i guess and i was like is that is that chris rodriguez and i was like excuse me i did not think we would be seeing chris rodriguez and then uh in the credits it was like this actor's name as chris and i was like i freaking knew it <laughs> Um, uh, he originally, in the books, he doesn't show up until, uh, Battle of the Labyrinth. So, that was fun. The only thing that I knew of, uh, Chris being in this show was there was some promotional material where the actor, like, posted something, and I was like, oh, sweet, he's already in this show. They're already casting actors that are gonna be in all of this, hopefully. Yeah. That's cool. I Mm. did not, uh, I did not know that. Mm. But... Let's move on to episode yeah. two because episode two begins. Or episode um, three. Sorry, three. episode three. <laughs> episode three begins with Percy going up to see the Oracle of Delphi. Mm-hmm. Of Delphi? Delphi? <laughs> which is it? Which? Delphi? I, I always said Delphi, but it could be either. Okay. Who Same knows? with Oracle of Delphi. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, and then uh, it takes the form of Smelly Gabe. Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> that was um, perfect. Yeah. Hey, it does voice. that in the book too, but I always forget that. Like I genuinely always block that out of my mind. I had no idea or I just didn't remember. Like it, it, it was blocked out of my mind too. Yeah. So when Gabe came up, I was like, oh, what the hell, Gabe? <laughs> I mean, for some reason, this interpretation of Gabe was kind of fun to see on screen. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see. Gabe, they've really toned down his i'm gonna say it domestic abuse yes um and at least what we've seen so far and um they have given sally a lot more agency which i love (laughs) but the thing i'm kind of worried about is sally's arc (laughs) in the in the first book the lightning thief Mm -hmm. uh her art she doesn't have a huge arc because she's not in much of the book but um she doesn't have a lot of agency and then at the end of the book she decides um percy's like you don't have to stay with him for me i'll be fine and sally says you know what i and he and percy's like let me get rid of him for you let me fix it for you and she Mm -hmm. said no i need to do this by myself right and um you know it's a real girl boss moment where her abusive husband uh is uh let's say (laughs) 
goes on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, a one-way trip. He's uh, shocked and petrified. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it's great. Sally murders her husband and then sells his body as an art piece uh, for a lot of money. And it's better than what happened so to Umbridge. Fun. So it's one of my favorite plot points. I'm like, oh, this is a kid's book. Okay. Oh, and then randomly she killed oh. her husband at the end and sold him for a bunch of money. Now she has a new apartment and yeah. a, is writing a book. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but that makes me wonder what's going to happen because if he's not abusive or like it doesn't look like their relationship is healthy in the show mm. but it also doesn't look like he is you know yeah. the gabe, same gabe ugliano yeah. from the book so if she kills him the same way that she did in the book that won't put sally in a great light no. in our heads i, I don't think. think they can so either they gotta make gabe real bad real fast <laughs> or uh He's not gonna die, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I would like to see him on later seasons because, like I said, he's fun to see, even though he's oh, still an no, asshole. No, no, no. If he's around, then we can't have Paul. Oh, we we can still have Paul. Paul Blowfish. But also, <laughs> uh, the whole crew. I was figuring out a name to call him, the gang. But they they're about the gang? to. <laughs> Percy, Annabeth, and Grover. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> They're about to be wanted, so maybe Gabe will do some dumb yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's let's cross our fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that it, he can be turned to stone and be sold by the end. I just really want to see that realized. That would be so funny. <laughs> I mean, the movie kind of did it but it wasn't the same in the movie he p percy put it in the fridge and then he put a do not open note yeah. on the fridge like clearly not it's like dead dove do not eat it was like clearly not wanting to kill gabe uh <laughs> but then he saw medusa's head and i was like no i want murder <laughs> <laughs> you know as a pg version of it that could actually work as just the movie version even though it's not as good no, I don't want that. I'd rather they not kill him. <laughs> it's like changing I don't want it. anything resembling the movie. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> but it's like changing it uh, so that Han Solo doesn't shoot Greedo so that everyone can be a hero. We don't uh, need everyone to bullshit. be a hero. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Han shot first. <laughs> Everybody knows that that's in his character. I, I don't like mm -hmm. that rewrite Sometimes either. we can root for murderers. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway um with the so, um, episode three <laughs> yes with episode three i started having the thought that we haven't seen nearly enough luke and then as soon as i had that thought we had a scene with luke and percy alone and luke mm -hmm. is that i think that's where he gives him the shoes but they he just does. have some yeah. great dialogue between each other mm -hmm. yeah that was a great scene um they're, they're doing a really good job with Luke. He is the perfect big brother to yes. Percy. Um, <laughs> he is, he's really everything Percy wants to be as mm -hmm. a demigod. Yeah. And that's so great. So fascinating Doesn't and fun. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> um, isn't that just awesome? No, because I really like it because, okay. 
Sorry. Spoiler alert. Luke is the bad yeah. guy. Whatever. Everybody <laughs> He's the one who's going to betray him. <laughs> Everybody knows that. We all know that, right? Well, so... I... Side story. I've been watching this mm. with my girlfriend, who is loving it, by the way. And mm-hmm. she doesn't know any of that. So anytime <gasps> oh my God. Luke is Don't let her screen, listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope she isn't listening right now. But anytime Luke is on screen, I kind of like peek at her. I was like, what? What does she think? Does she know? <laughs> what does she think? Does she like this child? <laughs> <laughs> please, please let her think. Are you he, rooting for or against this child? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love being an adult, caring uh, so much about a children's show. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait till we get the episode where that's revealed. Oh my! Oh goodness. yeah, no, that'll be so fun. But anyway, so what I was what I was gonna say is the Percy Luke uh, relationship in the books is Mm. so interesting because Percy and Luke are foils, right? Yeah. Luke is Percy, but he has lost all faith in the gods. Percy is Luke before he did any of that, Mm -hmm. right? They are... um, And throughout all of the books... Percy goes on that journey where he starts to become disassociated with all the gods, but he yeah, never... Yeah, like disillusioned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He never fully takes that step into what Luke is. Well, because, I mean, let's be honest, Luke's plan's gonna get a lot of people killed, <laughs> and Percy's just yeah. not about that. Um, what is it? Percy's but... one biggest flaw is that he has to save everyone. It's Yeah, it's <laughs> that. It's Well, it's... Um, his friends it's that he it's loyalty and which is luke does not have that fatal flaw yeah or does he or Mm. does he Mm. Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see we'll see folks we'll see in like 10 years (laughs) (laughs) but the thing about percy and luke being foils is that they have lots of congruent thoughts Mm -hmm. about the world and about the gods and about how things are unfair for them. (laughs) (laughs) They are, they are mistreated by their parents. They are set out on by monsters. You know, they never get a moment of peace. Most of them die before they turn 18. Yep. Um, They never have a break and they never get any support other than from Chiron and Camp Half-Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe their parents, like, once every couple years, maybe. But that's not support, is it? No. I mean, there was... I don't know what it was from. It was definitely from a TV show. But there was this, this one line about parenting, you know, that has always stuck with me whenever I'm watching... A, anything or thinking about anything to do with parents and children mm-hmm. and it's like the kid doesn't know when you when you're a kid and you have parents the only thing that you know is if they're there you don't know all the stuff that they're doing behind the scenes you don't know all the um the stuff that they say they're doing, you don't know that they're mm-hmm. going to work to pay the bills to do this and that, whatever. All that the kid knows is who shows up, right? right. Who shows up for them. And in this instance, the gods don't show up for their kids, <laughs> which is 
a problem, which is uh, why Luke became so disillusioned with the gods, so hateful and resentful towards them. Why, uh, why, in his eyes, why his best friend, Thalia, died. (laughs) Yep. And why he had to help raise a six-year-old girl that he found on the street. Yeah. Also, why his own mother lost her mind. Yep. And, yeah. So it's it's very complicated, right? And Percy has a lot of uh, similar feelings. And they are exploring this in the show mm-hmm. much, much earlier um, and more in depth. Than without they did in the books. explaining it at all they're just diving into it and being like hey read between the lines because if percy yeah. didn't have his mom that's exactly who he would be what would they're going to reveal exactly. luke to be exactly mm-hmm. and that's why it's so interesting to see in the third episode and the i mean it was in there in the first two but it goes deeper in the mm. third and fourth episode i think the third um, episode is just all about trust which i love yeah it's really great. Um, it goes into how screwed up this quote unquote family really is, mm-hmm. you know? And I really love that. Percy and Annabeth and Grover go on the quest. <laughs> um, Percy they walk, chooses. Yeah. The, I was going to say they walk by uh, Thalia's tree, which is just yeah. great. I was just going to say quickly before that, Percy, mm-hmm. like they make a whole big thing out of who's Percy going to choose for the quest. And in that scene, we do see Charlie Beckendorf really quickly. I think we see some other people also, um, other than people we've already met. But I wasn't super sure. The only one I was sure about, I was like, that's Charlie Beckendorf right there. So I, I didn't even something. know. But honestly, I assume everyone has been casted already. Let's hope. I haven't seen any stole twins running around, so <laughs> uh, they're not even actually twins, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, I would like to see a cast photo with just like twenty to thirty little kids, and they're all the people. <laughs> I want to see all of the. Wouldn't that be something? The Camp Half Blood crew. Yeah. Cow, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um. So they go on the quest. Their bus gets uh, torn up by Electo <laughs> and her sister, but mm-hmm. not all three of them, interestingly. Mm-hmm. There was only two Furies on the bus. Does that mean um, there's still one left? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where she is, hmm. but also we know that the Furies reconstitute uh, incredibly quickly because of their ties to Hades. Um, yes. Not all monsters reconstitute that quickly. And Electo um, was played by Megan Mullally, who is Ron yes. Swanson's crazy wife or crazy ex. <laughs> well, in real life, the two yes, of them are married, are married. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Um, <laughs> absolute two excellent actors. And Megan Mullally is a great Electo. Um, I mm. think she does a great job. Um, she's also Karen from Will and Grace for anyone out there. Who cares? I have not seen Will and Grace. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, what what's it called? Yes. Then they uh, go into the woods in New Jersey, and mm. um, Percy and Annabeth bicker. So fun. I love to see that. <laughs> um, 
then they turn up at Medusa's. Mm-hmm. After some Unlike, arguments, they go arguments. to Medusa's. Yes. Unlike in the books, they know immediately this is Medusa's house. Mm. <laughs> there are no pretenses here. Um, and Electo has followed them to Medusa's house, which was interesting. Um, and this is a very different take yes. on Medusa than in the books. And this is why I said it seemed like they were trying to lull us into a <laughs> false sense of security. Not in a bad way. They mm-hmm. were they were being like, you know what? We're going to take good care of the show. We love the material. Here's the first two episodes. They're perfect. They are exactly <laughs> what you want them to be. Now, it's been 20 years. We're going to change a few things. <laughs> because, you know, in modern discussions of... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Greek mythology yeah. <laughs> and of Medusa. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, hey, Medusa got a pretty raw deal. You know, <laughs> uh, she was seduced um, maybe consensually, maybe not consensually by a god. Uh, pretty sure it's not. And, pretty sure yeah. Poseidon R-worded her. <sighs> yeah. N- not cool. Not cool. Well, yeah. you know what? It's a, it's a myth. It's not real. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's hope. If in this version that that's what happened, I think but... I think there are some subtle words that are used that might indicate mm-hmm. that is the case, um, like calling Poseidon uh... a monster and Medusa calling herself a survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be the case, which you know, good for them taking this, uh, <laughs> taking that opportunity to talk about that because. Mm. I mean, not really talk about it. Yeah, it's a, it's kid's a kid's show. show. They're obviously they're not going to go into it. No. But to recognize but they, that yeah, they touched on it. This myth that has been perpetuated over thousands of years or whatever mm-hmm. is uh, built on the ostracization and um, I don't know denigration of <laughs> a woman who didn't really do anything wrong in her story. No. Even like, wasn't, I don't really know the myth of Perseus killing Medusa that well, but didn't she like not do anything? Wasn't she just like hanging I'm around? Pretty confident. Yeah. She was just minding her, her own life. business. And yeah. Perseus was like, I'm the hero. I'm going to kill the monster. Hiya. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to free this land from this monster's <laughs> rule and she was like i'm just i just have a house i'm not really doing yeah. anything can you just leave me alone please yeah it's like because 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 athena athena's the one who turned medusa into this monster yeah. that from greek mythology that's the mm-hmm. truth and she didn't just turn her into a monster she turned her two sisters who had nothing to do with anything into monsters too i didn't I know think, that i think i think i think in the uh yeah because in greek mythology everything comes in threes right Mm, um but i think there was one version of the myth where they were like oh medusa's sisters helped her and poseidon sneak into athena's temple to bang Mm. uh but if it i don't know if that's true and if it's like a, if it was a non-consensual situation, I do not see her sisters doing that. So yeah. I don't I don't know. Uh, <laughs> whatever. It's not real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's icky but, either way. Yes. But 
the, the episode was fascinating. First mm-hmm. of all, Medusa, great. Oh my god, so great. I loved it. What what's her name? What's the actress? The actress. Name? I forget. I I have no. I, I gotta look that. I up. am not looking up anything. Is it right uh now. Jessica um, Parker <laughs> Kennedy? I got the cast in front of me. I have no idea. I think idea. that I don't might be think her. So I don't think so. Hold on. But um, the camera work on her and the way that that actress just sells it, everything about Medusa, I'd say more so before she takes the hat off, less so afterward, yes. but it is really, really incredible. I was yes so stunned with how well they adapted her into this TV show. Mm-hmm. No, they did a really, really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They they changed, obviously, because they know it's Medusa. They changed the way that the scene went. Um, mm-hmm. And and we still got the action. Also, but... Yeah, but they also changed the way they killed Medusa, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um, because instead of like... Uh, I think he uses a mirror. Well, yeah, no, he does what Perseus did in the myth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead of doing the same thing... They they use Annabeth's invisibility cap, which is Wait, such a great tool that they don't use enough, yeah, <laughs> in my opinion. That's so um, clever for that was so specific yeah, problem. Like, that's oh, it's great. Perfect. And then they also took the head outside and then killed Electo <laughs> with it. And I was like, brilliant. Y'all, Make y'all sure it. it's pointing the right way when you take the hat off. <laughs> right. Don't take the hat off having it pointed at yourself. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> um... And then I think somewhere <laughs> along the way, it was revealed that Percy chose Annabeth because he assumed that they would never yeah. be friends. Oh my God, that was that my favorite the... moment. That was my favorite <laughs> yeah. moment of the episode. He was like, I chose her. I chose you, Grover, because I trust you so much. And I chose her because I never thought that we would be friends. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. honey, you're so cute. Oh. I hate that for you guys, but also I love it because I know <laughs> what's going to happen. Oh, I can't like, wait. <laughs> oh, that's so that's so cute. You don't think you'll ever be friends. Okay, have fun falling into Tartarus, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> have fun literally never forgetting her even have though fun- you forget oh everything my else god. oh my god yeah <laughs> have fun literally wanting to never be separated from her again and diving into super hell yeah <laughs> god i hope so, we see so- that in live action <laughs> oh my god so but i also had <sighs> one last note for episode three and that is mm-hmm. i had the thought and i never had i never kind of had this in my head when i was reading the books cuz it was just it was kids books and i shouldn't have had this when i was watching the ch- the show cuz it's a kids show but i assumed that there should be an adult on this trip because this is a really <laughs> serious thing they need someone responsible and then no. i remembered that they said in episode 2 grover's like 24 years old he is no, the adult on this adventure they didn't say that in episode two, though. Did was they? that episode no. one? They no, definitely no. Said they that. only said it in the book. No, that was definitely said in the show. In the car, Grover really? said that. I am. I don't remember 99% that. Ninety-nine percent positive. Slowly losing confidence as I'm saying this. Well, because I don't remember that at all. But the thing about Satyrs is not—he's not an adult because mm-hmm. Grover is twenty-eight years old 
in the books, yes. Mm, but relative but, to his entire age but span. It's because no, no, not relative to his entire age span. Relative to the rate at which satyrs mature, he is the same age as Percy and Annabeth. Mm-hmm. They are all mentally eleven years old. <laughs> but I mean So he doesn't count as an adult just thematically, he's been alive long. He's the adult just because he's no, the he's heart not. of the group. He's <laughs> no, he's, he's the not. one who there's makes no sense. There's no adult, and that, no, there's no adult, and that's the point. First, Annabeth makes sense. Annabeth mm. is smart and wise. Well, Annabeth and makes, is the Hermione is in charge who and makes lots everything. of decisions. Yeah, but no, the point is that there's no adults. The point is that they're three kids. And they're forced to go out and do this while a bunch of monsters hunt them and their parents, who are literal gods, mm-hmm. don't help them. That's the point. They pout <laughs> and throw petty fits between each other. Which, yeah, yeah. you're right. I, I, think, I think it's realized really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. Like, watching it, you're like, oh, they need to have an adult with them because <laughs> you're a decent person. And you're like, oh, these are three 11-year-old children. <laughs> <laughs> having to fight a bunch of monsters and traveling across country i no okay i wouldn't let my child do that yeah because you're a decent person <laughs> yeah and percy gets poisoned in the fourth episode and after a while yeah. i'm like oh shoot man are you okay go lie down <laughs> in the water or something okay well that's the perfect segue to episode four which yes. we just watched mm-hmm. um so for, right off the bat, my friend told me that there would be a pink poodle in this episode. And I don't know where she got that idea because there wasn't one. No. Um, <laughs> because the, the, in the book, they get the money for the train ticket because they left all their stuff in the bus that exploded. They don't mm-hmm. have any money. Um, they got the money. They found this lost poodle who was dyed pink and they returned it and grow and grover could speak to it because it's an animal and right. um they returned it to uh the, a rich family uh who had lost the dog and got uh, got the money to buy their train tickets to st louis um yeah. and that's what happened in the books and my friend was like oh my gosh the pink poodle is gonna be in the episode i heard something about it and i was like oh my god i'm so excited no pink poodle they immediately no. start on the train it's fine <laughs> it's fine the only reason i was excited it, it was still pulled... a good episode but it would have yes. been better with a pink poodle absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. pink poodles always make things better mm-hmm. uh <laughs> no seriously don't dye your poodle pink don't dye any dog <laughs> yeah no. any color <laughs> that's really bad don't do that <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> the more you know um <laughs> So this episode also made a lot of changes to the specific sideline story on their quest, but it didn't make any structural overarching changes. And that's mm. the thing that is that I really like about the adaptation changes that they're making. Right. Um, they're... They're not going, We, you can see that they're not going to affect the uh, outcome of the story in mm-hmm. the long run, but they are thematically building blocks. You know, they're thematic building blocks to uh, we're still, the pinnacle of the series, the climax. Yeah, we're still and, you leading know, it's to the very, same point. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's very rich in uh, 
I don't know. What's another word for theme? I've been saying that too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rich in richness. Meaning. <laughs> Meaning. I don't know. Smart stuff. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't have but... much to say about this fourth episode, mainly because we just got finished watching it, other mm. than the special effects. Oh, my God. Really good. Really good. Incredible. Um, I have a lot to say. I loved... <laughs> I loved that... Uh, at first, I was confused um, that Echidna and the Chimera uh, met up with Percy and Annabeth and Grover on the train and mm. not in uh, on the St. Louis Arch just randomly. Yeah. Um, but it made a lot more sense. Mm. You know, personally, I've always wondered that they were running to the arch. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a temple to Athena, which because mm-hmm. I've always I've always loved that, and I was like, in the book, I was like, yeah, you guys are on a really really important quest, and you're <laughs> on this train, and it's really time sensitive, and you only have a few, you only have like a week, but Annabeth really wants to see the St. Louis Arch, so we're gonna get <laughs> off and do some sightseeing, and I'm like, no, guys, that's no, a bad idea. No, we don't have time. <laughs> but no, we're that's running like to it idea. so that we can get help. Right, mm. and. I made a lot more sense. <laughs> They're like, I know, honey, Annabeth, I know you love architecture, but that was not a smart move. <laughs> um, in so, every season or in every book, they have to go to one landmark. Yes, because Annabeth loves architecture. Wait, mm-hmm. what was the one in Sea of Monsters? Was there one in Sea of Monsters? I'm trying to remember. I just remember I them so. going to the Hoover Dam and them saying "damn" a lot in the third. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the damn joke. I love it. Oh, <laughs> the... <laughs> I saw this one post on TikTok that was so great, and I really hope that this becomes a reality eventually. Mm. And they were like, "So Percy and Annabeth need to start singing that uh, their." Oh god. What is that song? Yeah, what <laughs> consensus, that's it. The consensus song. Percy and Annabeth need the to sing the consensus song on board <laughs> the Argo 2. Uh, oh my god. Yes. When, they get the, when Percy and Jason are fighting for control, Annabeth can just go. Oh golly. <laughs> and then everyone has to join everyone in and good. sing. Oh my god. Cause the, cause they were like because they were like Grover and Percy have the damn joke. That's mm-hmm. their inside joke. Percy and Annabeth need an inside joke. <laughs> and I was like, if yes. that, if we ever got to that part, if we got seven, what, eight years from now, <laughs> eight seasons later, right? And they're on board the Argo 2. Oh and Jason's God. got his, his, his lightning horse and Percy's got blackjack and they're fighting. And then Annabeth will go, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Consensus, guys. <laughs> that would be so good. I would never recover from that. <laughs> also, side note, just because you mentioned him, we see Blackjack. Awesome. I saw him. that and I was like, is that Blackjack? It has to be. I Because we also saw, because so in the first episode, right, when Percy's a child, is mm-hmm. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Because there's also an all-black Pegasus that Grover is scooping the poop from. Hmm. I, that might and, have also been Blackjack. Because I'm like, if that's Blackjack, the only way that that could be Blackjack is if when Luke leaves Camp Half-Blood, he steals Blackjack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Percy will later liberate him. Mm, from whatever 
camp. Yes. I, I also, don't even remember. Uh, from the cruise ship, the yes. Andromeda 2 cruise ship <laughs> that <laughs> Luke operates out of. Um, but, you know... There's been lots of reprints of Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters, right? <laughs> and Rick has never fixed the fact that Blackjack was referred to with female pronouns in the first, uh, in, in Sea of Monsters, but oh. then Titan's Curse and After, always male pronouns. Hmm. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Do we have a little trans pegasus going on here? What's happening? <laughs> I was like, Percy, like it's, and it's not because Percy just thinks Blackjack is a girl. Percy says in that book, I can hear her thoughts. Yeah. I know I can speak horse. <laughs> as soon as we you know? hear Blackjack's voice, then we'll know, which I don't know. I don't know. Be. I don't know if we'll know. I, th- I just, that's just my little head cannon. <laughs> I think Blackjack is just going to be a dude, but <laughs> that's my head cannon. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we might have, we've, we might have two Blackjack sightings, two unconfirmed mm. Blackjack sightings. <laughs> Put um, it on the board. We got on the conspiracy board. Uh, <laughs> it's, the, it's just the Charlie Day meme and pictures of Blackjack. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so, the they go to the St. Louis Arch. They're running from Echidna and the Chimera off the train. And they go to the St. Louis Arch because it's a temple for Athena. Um, that Annabeth says. It, and... They have, it's really interesting. They go into the, uh, the lobby of the St. Louis Arch and that's, there was so much in that scene, so much unsaid, so much, so many like things that the filmmaking was pointing out. And I was like, this is, Mm. this is great guys. Okay. They were like, Annabeth was like, this is a temple to Athena. And then Grover was like looking around at the stuff and he was like, hey, it's kind of a temple to some not great things either. (laughs) And there was like, there was like, you know, killing of Native Americans, Manifest Destiny posters, you know, all those terrible things, killing all the buffalo and shit. And then Annabeth like got like mad. (laughs) That was, it was like a whole thing. And I was like, damn, okay. Um, There was a lot of effort put into what they had on screen yes, for just the production yes. design. Oh, I loved that. Their uncle, uncle Rick is like, we are absolutely <laughs> not letting anything off easy in this show. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're portraying the real world, even though it's Greek <laughs> mythology. <laughs> but the and Greek mythology that. has been always been about symbolizing the real world, which exactly. I love. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, And also, we get so many good just Percy Annabeth conversations in this episode, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, the show opens with, well, it opens with a little flashback of young Percy <laughs> and his mom, like, just gotta te- trying to teach him how to swim. Oh, oh, that was so cute. And that line um, comes back at the end of the episode. Yeah. Love that. That was great. Um and it's great because in the book, like, Percy thinks that's its mom at first. He's like, is that my mom? And he's like, no. Uh, <laughs> but there's two really great Percy Annabeth dialogues, scenes um, in this episode. Um, one is at the beginning when they're uh, supposed to be sleeping in the train. And then the other one is uh, right there in the lobby of the St. Louis Arch. That was really good. And then 
Percy passes out and they're like, or not passes out, but like falls down. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, he was poisoned when he got hit by the chimera, chimera earlier. Just took a um, while to affect him. Yeah. Which is accurate to the book. In the mm-hmm. book, he, but in the book he gets, it's all, they don't meet the chimera before. Yeah. And he just, <laughs> he gets poisoned and then he gets thrown off the arch and it's a whole thing. Um, and he's I like, well, on- I'm dead. <laughs> Online, people have pointed out that if you jump from the arch, you could never make it to the water. Right, right, right. And then, no, that's, that yeah, they make the it thing. so that the water everyone, grabs him. Yeah, no, everyone was always like, well, how is he going to do it? And I was like, guys, obviously the water's just going to come up and grab him. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and that's exactly what yeah. happened. I was like, great. And they did it so well. The, the, oh, the it, camera. It work. was directed so well. The camera the, was the great. First and he person. fell into the water. Oh. Yeah. But before that, what I really loved is Annabeth was very prepared to sacrifice herself to the Chimera and uh, fight for them at the top and said, Percy and Grover, you go. And then Percy is like, here, take my sword. And then he does, he pulls the old switcheroo and he pulls her down and he (laughs) runs up there and shuts the door. Hmm. And, um, and he's barely even able to stand. Yeah. He's still the hero. It was no, it was so good. Um, I was like, you guys are already sacrificing yourselves for each other. It's only gonna get better from here. Uh, <laughs> also for Grover too. It's not yes. just that. <laughs> but um no, that was so great. I loved that. Um and yeah, then sure the chimera looked really good and then it killed Percy. <laughs> it didn't kill, him, but threw him off the mm-hmm. the arch. It just kind of and swatted so him, good. and then it was like, oh, is that it? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was that um, great shot. I think maybe it was from the Chimera's perspective, but Percy was holding himself, and then he let go, and it kind of went into slow motion or something. It was yeah, really good. It was just like a close-up on his hand. It was really good. I loved it. I'm so excited to see Percy talk to the river spirit. I thought that that was going to happen in this episode, but or not <laughs> but... the river spirit. She's a, she's a naiad. Um, so she's an ocean spirit. That's why, that's why it's a quick conversation. I remember because, uh, in the book, she's like, oh, I can't be this far away from upstream, this far away from the salt water. I have to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll see the rest of that in the next episode. Maybe not. Yeah. Oh, I think definitely. Cause they have to, she has to give him the, the, the pearls. Oh, right. The seashells right. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so one last thing that I wanted to mention before we move mm-hmm. on to our next segment is yes. uh, we didn't talk about in episode three. It ended with uh, us seeing Hermes. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see yes. more of him. But Hermes was delivering <laughs> Medusa's head with mm. best wishes <laughs> from <laughs> Percy Jackson. And it um, looked like he already knew what was inside, which obviously he's he like, would. You he's Hermes. aren't going to believe this. <laughs> yeah. That was great and it was lin-manuel miranda Mm -hmm. and he was singing in the elevator he was humming in the elevator (laughs) and i said to my screen out loud i was like this better be the only time you sing in this show lin he's gonna pull some way i don't need hermes to be singing i don't need this to be a musical okay (laughs) i need i need this to be serious (laughs) okay no absolutely not that was (laughs) Such bullshit. This is Percy Jackson. Um, but no, I don't want it turn. Uh, the thing is, I love Lin Manuel Miranda. I do, mm. but I don't want this turning into the Lin Manuel Miranda show. Hermes is a very important character in this yes. series because his son is the villain. So he is very prominent and very, 
very good character in mm. this. And I'm excited, but also apprehensive. <laughs> I'm trusting Lynn manuel Miranda to do Manuel? it right. Man- he's a ma- he's a manual driver. He doesn't like automatic cars. He's the manual for limbs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I'm trusting him to do it right because I have seen him act pretty well in some things. Yeah. No, I think I think he's a good actor. I just think that people are like, oh hey, it's Lin Manuel Miranda. We got to get him to rap something. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Hermes no. doesn't need to rap anything. <laughs> no, absolutely not. He's just the messenger. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. Um just but like yeah. Jason Manzukis doesn't have to do something weirdly sexual and Manuel <laughs> Miranda doesn't need to rap in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Manzukis doesn't need to hump a pillow. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, whatever. No, I'm the I love the direction the show is going. I'm very happy with it. Um, and I can't wait for the rest of the episodes. Yeah. With that, we should move on to the consumption corner where we're just mm-hmm. starved for content. Sasha, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing because it's been a, a minute since our last episode, uh, we've been consuming quite a bit, but what have you I been have consuming? been consuming and consuming and consuming. I'm very mm-hmm. fat at the moment. Um, <laughs> as am I. No, um. I got a little sick over our little break and during the holidays and I was stuck in bed for a while. So I binged all of Shrinking on Apple TV Plus with... Um, Is that the one with Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford, yeah. Okay. And whatever his name, Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> um, so good. Love that show. Oh my gosh. So great. Um, I also binged almost all of the morning show on apple tv plus and what i discovered is apple tv plus shows are really good and people have been sleeping on is consistently good which is surprising it's really consistently good yeah because ted lasso's from there Mm -hmm. uh lessons in chemistry is on there severance is on there i freaking love severance Mm -hmm. oh my like so good they they i don't think they know how to market their shows very well and that's a lie i didn't think that i heard that from someone else but (laughs) you know so i agree with whoever said that some (laughs) i think that's very true yeah what have you been consuming i have more stuff but you go (laughs) i i got a bunch of tv shows and movies but for reading i was onto the labyrinth but i've finished that since and i'm about halfway through the final fifth one I already battle for Manhattan. I don't know what is it called. The last Olympian. The last Olympian. I know. <laughs> well, that's right because Hearth or whatever her name is is the last Estia? Olympian. Estia. She is the Hearth. <laughs> She's I... the goddess of the hearth. Yeah. <laughs> hearth, whatever. Hearth or hearth. I don't know. I haven't read that one yet because I took a fat pause after Battle of the Labyrinth <laughs> and I read that uh, dragon book. Um, mm. And I finished it, and now I'm reading really? the second one, and I'm almost <laughs> done with the second one. <laughs> it's I mean, not that I like it. I do like it, but I also hate it at the same time. <laughs> it's um, fun to hate, read, slash, watch stuff. It's like, I it, I really like the world building and the dragons. The dragons are the main bit that I like, <laughs> but the a lot of the writing is not great um Mm. the second one is better though it has better writing 
but uh not better editing <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's bad. still fun you know i'm still having a good time and then i will uh, stop my break and, and finish uh the last olympian mm. which the is, last olympian is definitely so my favorite it's just a long battle which is fun it's it's great um when you do the reread do you read any of the supplemental books no in, in the middle oh i always i always <laughs> try to um because i don't know the order for them exactly but there's like in the first series there's like the demigod diaries and the camp half-blood files I, I have read both of those because I think my sister yeah. had copies of both and I just kind of mm -hmm. stole it from her. Well, they're at my mom's house. Go get them. Sweet. I, you can borrow them. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but I think there's one story in one of in one of them. I think it's in the Demigod Diaries that's really important. I think it's the only story that's actually important for like the rest of the series. But mm. it's Luke... Uh, not Luke, sorry. <laughs> Percy, Nico, and Thalia go and fight Iope the Titan Iapetus, and oh. he falls into the river Lethe. In the oh, underworld. and that Lethe does come back. And he becomes Heroes. Bob, which yeah. is very important for subsequent books. Yes. So I always try to read that story in the middle because I think it's between Battle of the Labyrinth and The Last Olympian. Hmm. that makes I sense because they're pretty yeah. older in that one yeah and it's because there's a whole year in between those two those hmm. books and it's not like they were doing nothing the whole time so yeah um but i have also been reading quite a few comics one that i'll mention is divinity because it is hmm. really really incredible it's about this astronaut that goes to space and he comes back around 20 years later and somewhere along the way he becomes this Dr. Manhattan omnipotent being. Really fun. I would have liked it a lot more if the main character looked, I don't know, I don't know if cooler is the right word, but he looked pretty dumb. He had a big old <laughs> Yondu style fin on his head like he was a cosmonaut. <laughs> but it was a great comic. That's um, cool. I also watched a live action anime mainly because there is a clip of it going viral a few weeks ago. Is it One Piece? No. Although oh. I tried to watch One Piece and I couldn't get into it, which was why I was so surprised that I binged this show all in one sitting. And that's Yu Yu Hakusho. There was, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I've seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world and Kung Fu Hustle, which have been some great live action anime looking filmmaking and cinematography but this is probably the best i've ever seen of that obviously really? it's still like tv budget but some of the fighting is the best ever i mean mm. i i've also seen all of what if season two i don't know if it's as mm. good as season one but i still really liked a lot of that yeah i totally forgot to watch that <laughs> <laughs> honestly i forgot it came out uh i forgot to watch that my friend told me and then i still forgot uh, <laughs> it's all out so it's there to binge whenever you yeah. want i also forgot that aquaman came out which doesn't I, bode well for it <laughs> i have a whole rant ready to go do you do you want me to say it yeah go for okay, it because so... i want to talk about one more thing afterwards because I was really, really ready to just trash Aquaman 2 because I went and saw it. And honestly, after I'm 
going to talk about something right after that because after a little bit of thought Aquaman 2 became just a roller coaster good time. The only reason why it was ever made was because the first movie made a billion dollars. There was no reason for this to be made and the filmmakers clearly didn't necessarily want to. They just did it for a paycheck. There's some really cool fight scenes, but let me tell you, after going to Netflix and watching Rebel Moon, I enjoyed Aquaman 2 a lot more. Because oh, Rebel no. Moon... I have so much to say about Rebel Moon, and I'll probably save it for maybe even a YouTube video rant essay. that Because that's what it deserves. Like, <laughs> it... Zack oh, Snyder. No. Just give me a bit. Of, <sighs> just give me a little taste because I haven't yeah. seen it. Well, this was Zack Snyder's movie where he was given basically an infinite budget and he could make whatever script he wants. So this is the time for him to prove himself or prove all the naysayers wrong. And I had mm-hmm. some belief in him. And this movie, there's apparently going to be a director's cut, which is ridiculous. Like it's a Netflix movie. Just make whatever the hell you want to make in the first place don't make a rated r cut later and then mm-hmm. say that it failed because you it wasn't the rated r cut there's oh, yeah. this is a part one and there's about seven characters and it's two and a half hours long and all of it is just recruiting characters one after another and the characters don't interact with each other and there's only one character that i actually like and they're not even on the crew that we are with on So I'm kind of just running through, but all of these seven characters that we pick up one after another, they don't, they're just on this ship with each other. And sometimes the main character talks with one of them and then we pick up another and then the main character talks to another one of them. They don't talk with one another. They're just there. And it's so stupid. And like I said, there's one that I actually like, and that's a robot voiced by Anthony Hopkins. And he's not in the movie. He does something really cool. And then he just fucks off. And then at the end, you see him again without the sunflower crown. This means nothing to you. But the one thing that I thought was really touching in this movie, he just got rid of it, I guess. And he's like, hey, remember me? I'm going to be in part w- part two. And I guess oh. I'm going to watch part two because I want to see Anthony Hopkins' character. <laughs> no. But it's really, really, really bad. Watch oh. Aquaman 2 instead. Don't watch Rebel well, Moon. I, what if I just don't watch either of them? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to choose. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's choice. What is this? <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> um, uh, well... That sucks. I actually mm-hmm. knew a decent amount about the production of uh, Rebel yeah. Moon. Uh, and I really but... wanted to like Rebel Moon because it was yeah, it was going to be Zack Snyder's Star Wars and it was supposed mm-hmm. to be like Magnificent Seven, but Star Wars. Yeah. Or even Seven Samurai. Because like, that's the original pitch, what Zack Snyder wanted. But yeah. no, well, it I... sucks. I mean, I also forgot that Rebel Moon came out. But to be fair, I don't go on Netflix a lot anymore. <laughs> so that's probably why. Um, there's not a lot of reason to go on Netflix other than Yu Yu Hakusho that's a great live action anime yeah well you know there were those uh, those uh, bad movies that just came out but do you want to hear about a good movie that came out that I saw yes please poor things oh my goodness poor things I need to watch this was incredible I loved it I adored it uh don't make the mistake that I did and go see it with your dad uh 
because there's really an unreasonable amount of sex in this movie. Oh. <laughs> um, Honestly, which I did not know going in. I assumed but... this movie was kind of set in the real world, and then somewhere along in the trailer, I saw Willem Dafoe with the Frankenstein face, and I was like, "What <laughs> in the actual hell is going on?" So I yeah, know nothing about super, this movie. It's super not set in the real world. Um, it's awesome. It's so good. And I thought that it was just a brilliant look at um like oh, I didn't even I didn't even know how to say it and give it enough uh props, but it mm. was just a a brilliant dive into um the evolution of not not the evolution i think like the growth of this person and female autonomy and how the world and society that we live in tries to strip you of it and it's all about learning and growth and change and it's so excellent i just adored it I can't um, wait to watch it. I can't wait for what is it Emma Stone? I'm pretty sure it is. Emma Stone. Yeah. It she looks so different in the movie. That's why I questioned mm-hmm. it because I can't yeah, wait for she, her to just blow me away. Yeah. I've I I heard in like interviews and stuff that she really like threw her whole self into this role and it's like it's mm. a lot like it's um it's very bodily acting and not because yeah. of the sex scenes that I was talking about <laughs> because of her character is um not very standard normal human-esque i mean she's human Mm. but it's uh it's interesting go see it yeah Yeah. go go watch it um i i like i said i did see it with my dad and i will be honest my dad hated it uh but he's (laughs) a misogynist so it's that's i'm assuming your dad didn't like good he didn't like Barbie either, so he yeah, doesn't like really. good movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the misogynists don't like it, so that's a green flag for me. <laughs> so it was it's a really, really great film, I thought. I will do some honorable mentions that I haven't seen, but I've heard really, really good things about. Um, mm. What is it? Uh, is it All of Us Strangers, the new movie? I haven't I even heard of that. I think that's what it's called, with... Um, Adam, not Adam, Andrew Scott. I always mix them up. There's Adam Scott and there's Andrew <laughs> Scott. Um, Adam Scott is from Severance and Andrew Scott is Moriarty from Sherlock um, and the priest in Fleabag. But he's also in this movie. And I've heard some really, really good things about it. I'm going to see it mm. very soon. So I will report back if it is, in fact, good. Um, awesome. I've also heard American Fiction is very funny. The one, the new comedy that's out right now um so those are my honorable mentions i think i'm in the next week or so i'm gonna go see the horror movie night swim because i've heard it's okay Mm. at best and i sometimes you just want to watch an okay horror movie you know (laughs) (laughs) i get that yeah you know what i haven't watched salt burn (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness i uh, i've heard I'm so scared. much about it i've heard so much and i'm scared i'm scared <laughs> to watch it everybody says it's a mistake but right <laughs> before i watch right before i watched the episode of the new the new percy jackson episode i saw a tiktok of the guy who plays grover and he was like my friend forced me to watch Saltburn, and then it, <laughs> he was just like horrified and i was like i don't want to watch it <laughs> oh no <laughs> Oh my goodness. 
All right. Well. Oh, yeah. With that, this has been a podcast that legitimizes ADHD, which is just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>